0: Welcome to Thought Revolution. This is a show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Chris Nebro and I am the founder of Impact Consultancy and I'm excited to share with you my biggest aha moments and thought-provoking concepts that are designed to free up your time, your team's capacity, and your ability to create impact in the world. Let's go. Hey, welcome to episode 44, and today I want to talk about the connection between your leadership and the impact that has in your team's culture. Because as we enter this age of adaptability, of collaboration, um, as we enter this age of an attention economy, of a knowledge economy, we're shifting away from just making things to actually creating things. Where we lived in a world before where standardization was so important, and it still has a place But most of our processes now are unstructured, which means that there's a lot of room for spontaneity and creativity. We need to have not just processes in place but teach people how to think a little differently because they're creating their processes as they go along so it's a different kind of environment it's a different kind of world for some workplaces it's been that way for the last couple decades for others um, they're really beginning to transition into that space and so i really want to make sure i have this conversation today because this is going to have an impact on you as a leader and maybe it already has or it's definitely going to as you start to move forward And I want you to realize something here as we talk about this connection between who you are as a human being and as a leader because you can't separate the two and the impact that has on your culture. And I want you to realize that you and the people on your team, because this is true for everybody, but you are in typically a default mode, okay? I want you to consider that. Now, according to Dan Gilbert of Harvard who wrote Stumbling Into Happiness, about 47% of the time, so 40% of the day, that's half of your day, you're in autopilot mode, okay? you've got two modes in the way in which your brain operates. And one is the default mode and the other is more of a direct mode. Now the default mode is something more like autopilot. That's like the day, that's like when your thoughts drift. It's when you're on autopilot, when you're driving somewhere, not even thinking about it and you're just getting there. When you're doing some things like brushing your teeth and you can think about other things while you're brushing your teeth because you're on autopilot, right? Like you've it's hardwired there. There's not a lot of complexity to it anymore. And it's it's when you go through your day even without thinking. Now, the direct mode is different. The direct mode is the mode when you're present, when you're in the moment, where you're controlling what you think about. Now, you have a choice. You're either going to repeat what you're doing or you're going to evolve it because there are two modes in your brain. There's autopilot and the things that you default to and... And then there's your ability to deliberately choose what you're going to think about. And when you start to realize it, when you embrace the fact that being a deliberate thinker is a skill and it is one that I want you to master, it is one that I want you to practice, then you realize that there's something amazing that's going to happen. Because I remember learning uh, at the end of sounds so weird the end of the century i remember coming into teaching uh, in, in the early 2000s and learning that that facilitating state would be the most important thing for me as a leader as a teacher um in the next century and i can't say enough about the difference it's made for me whether um i've been a classroom teacher whether i've been a leader of um a larger educational program whether i've been a consultant whether i've been a father so there's a mindset reset that needs to happen so i'm going to share that today because i think it's going to make um a, a really big difference for you as you consider how you're going to move forward as a leader if you're not already conscious of this and two i'm going to talk about how to do it because this mindset reset it's not an event it's a process it's like it's uh it's like paying attention to your health it's not one thing that you do it's something that's ongoing because the negative and limiting beliefs that you have that you already set to your default Those are encoded in the default network, in your brain. And so it's going to be a process that you need to repeat. And what I'm sharing with you here isn't just a a set of thinking. There's science behind it. It's well-researched. It's well-evidenced. It's been talked about for a long time, but now the evidence is showing up to back up those claims, which is so important. And I know you know that you want to make changes to your leadership. You've got a lot you want to do with your life, with your leadership, with your team. But when you start then thinking about those changes – oftentimes we immediately start to, you know, get worried and and think catastrophically. And you start to worry and start thinking about all the reasons why it's not going to happen or all the reasons why it's going to be hard. And this happens to you as a leader and this happens to your people on your team when they're given new situations and new work, okay? And, And this is so common. And the reason why it's common is because somebody in our past either trained us to think this way, or you've had so many negative things or bad things happen that you've trained yourself to assume and predict that the bad things are always going to happen to you, right? And it doesn't have to be bad. It can just be uncertainty. This lack of knowing, this lack of knowing exactly what's going to happen next creates this X factor. And you know what? When it comes to to life and leadership, you know, bad things are going to happen. And, and I put bad in quotes like, things aren't going to go our way. They're that will happen and this is a fact of life and i know most people like say yeah i get that chris but if you're constantly allowing your mind to default to thinking that negative things that things aren't going your way are going to happen or thinking that you're not up to it or thinking that they won't change or thinking that you're not worthy or thinking that things aren't going to turn out it becomes your default mode of thinking your default mode of thinking scientists call it the default mode network and the default mode network is a series of neurons in your brain that has automated certain things and the reason why we have a default mode network is because we need it so think about this there's so many things that you and I have to do every single day that's required that shouldn't require us to do a whole lot of thinking and the problem is thinking patterns become part of your default mode network now your default is to say things And think about this for yourself as a leader and think about the things that your team goes through. It'll have you say things like, especially as a new leader or you're new to a project, I'm an imposter. I'm, you know, I need to fake it till I make it. I don't belong here. Um, I'm a loser. I'm not likable. Nobody likes me. I'm not lovable. I'm not smart enough. Um, I don't have enough. Uh, experience. I don't know if I belong at the table, right? It'll have you saying things like that. Maybe even for a second, you might not even pay attention to it. It's back there because you're trying to overcome that, right? Um, and sometimes what we do is we flip it. And instead of being able to listen to this noise, we flip it because we put it out into the world as as if something's wrong with somebody else. Like, they need to change. Like, we don't want to feel this. Like, this is what's so fascinating about this default network. It's almost a survival mechanism. It would be really hard for us to walk around feeling this way. So in order not to feel this way, we flip it back and start to blame the situation or others. They need to change. They need to get on board. They need to deal with it. They need to figure it out, right? Right. So when you start to hear yourself think or say those things, there's actually something else going on inside of us. And I think it's really important. And I know sometimes some of you will say, no, 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 they actually do need to get on board. Um, And, and, you know, you're going to have to suss that out because I would say 80-20, 80% of the time, even if they do, there's something going on for you. There's a threat there that is bumping up against an old pattern. You know, 20% of the time, there probably is a shift that someone else is scared and they're struggling with. And it's become part of your default mode network and it's super important for you to realize okay so that's what we're focusing on now not that other people need to change because maybe they do but we're focusing on us as leaders and us as having this ability to transform other people this is the starting point so just like i could go from being a right-hander and teach myself how to be a left-hander it's exactly the same process for you to go from somebody who defaults to thinking negative garbage to becoming somebody who thinks deliberately and and, and with possibility. And we all think this way. Like I'm not saying like, hey, there's something wrong with you and you need to get, you know, lead a bigger life and blah, blah, blah. Like no, no, no. I mean we do. We deserve all that. I'm just trying to point out that human beings have this like this this hardwiring to ourselves. And like I think more of us need to be talking about it and then more of us need to have access to trying to change that or wrap our arms around it, okay? Because, you know, I, I, I'm finding that it's really hard – To transform um, cultures and and teach people to transform cultures when this conversation isn't had, okay? And just like learning to go from writing with your right hand to teaching yourself to write with your left hand, it's just, it's going to be a process, not an event, right? You got to practice, practice, practice. And it's going to be something that requires you to switch out of the mode where you automatically grab the pen with your right and you direct your thoughts to deliberately grab this pen with your left hand. And in the beginning, your handwriting is going to suck, right? Because you're out of practice. You're not going to be able to read it very well. It's not going to feel familiar. It's going to feel clunky. And the same is true with when you start to switch your thoughts from the things that you default to, to being very deliberate, to thinking things that are positive, that are supportive, that are optimistic, that are full of possibility. Now, this is, like, I think this is the work of changing the patterns in your mind and expanding your leadership. And there's no other way to do it. And and you can do it just like you could teach yourself to go from defaulting, from being a lefty to being, you know, a righty, from directing to, to concentrating and teaching yourself, you know, something different. You can do it. You can do it with your team, too. But it requires you be skilled at it first. So that's why I'm having this conversation with you as a leader. And if, and if you're a formal leader, this is our conversation together today on this podcast. If you're an informal leader, this is you as an individual thinking about how you impact the people around you because then you know that maybe you have um, a, a bigger voice with that group. And it's really going to require that you move from default or autopilot into a direct way of thinking, right? Because autopilot, is great. It's, it's great, it's helpful, it's a part of who we are, but it's horrendous for you when it is working against you. And I want you to get that. And the conversation today is about you getting that, because I'm going to jump into that deeper here. Because the number one thing that's going to stop you is the way that you think. Because if you can change how you think, you will change your life, you will change your leadership. And I just, I believe that the way that you think is a choice. I really believe that. And I believe that you're either going to repeat the thinking patterns that you've always had this year or forever or you can evolve them. Because when you change how you think, you will change your leadership, okay? So today, and part of the consultancy here, is we're trying to teach you how to become a more deliberate thinker and more deliberate leader. So let's jump into this. What's your limiting belief? You have to start taking a look at that. What is your limiting belief? And what is the thing that you think about yourself as a leader? Maybe you're, and I don't want to get too therapeutic here, but just to take a look. Maybe your parents or your mother had or your father had taught you to think away about yourself uh, and maybe you hadn't noticed it until this conversation. Maybe you went through a horrible situation and that made you feel unsure. Uh, Maybe you had a bunch of setbacks in your life and that's why you gave, um, or that's what gave you a limiting belief. So just what is your limiting belief and to help you kind of, you know, get present to it, it's, it's always something about you. Okay. But a lot of times it's going to come out as a complaint about someone else or some other group. Right. And it might sound like I don't have time for, you know, them or this or right. Or think about the phrases that you might say or think in your head, like it's not fair that blank. Right. That's not right. Um, you can't expect me to blank. Right. Um, They don't know what they're doing, right? We often have those kind of things to say about leadership. Um, It's ridiculous that I have to deal with, you know, so-and-so or have to deal with such-and-such, okay? So we're making it about someone else. Um, They won't take me seriously. I have to prove myself over and over again. Um, And we start to get irritated with the situations. You know, I don't have time for blank. It's not fair that blank. You can't expect me to blank, you know. Um, it's ridiculous that I have to deal with blank. Um, you know, it's not right that I have to, you know, they won't take me seriously about blank, right? Especially if you're a young leader. We make it about somebody or something else. And it may be true that other people are struggling to be able to, you know, glom on to, you know, who you are, but we make it about them when the reality is there is a belief inside of us that sometimes holds us back. So we have to check, look, and and really be honest with what's there for us, you know, so now that you've identified your limiting belief, we're going to, we're going to look at it. Like, what's it costing you? What's it costing you to choose to repeat it? And I want you to write down that limiting belief. I want you to make it visible. You know, I see a lot of "I'm not good enough," or "I feel like I'm faking it," or "my team is holding me back," or "my leadership is holding me back," or "my manager is holding me back." or, um, you know, I can't do it, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm scared to fail, or I don't know. Um, I don't know how, right? It's, by the way, I don't know blank. It's okay to seek clarity, but being confused is an act, in my opinion. It's an act for us that we use to step back, to not act, right? Like, I don't know, like, they need to figure out what they're what they're doing, or I don't know what they're up to, blah blah blah, and then we just don't we don't move forward, and sometimes we don't because we don't want to take on the extra work, and, and that's BS because it's limiting us. Like it's 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 okay to seek clarity, but it's always on us to take that action, right? You know, it wherever it limits us or our team, um, and it's an excuse. That's exactly what it is, just an excuse, right? So, what is the limiting belief? Can't talk right now. What's the limiting belief that you have? Um, and even as I talk about this, like our brains don't like us to notice that this is there because it's defaulted there. And so for us to even take a look at it, it um, is hard. We even feel confused about there even being anything there because our brain has decided for us to not be conscious of it because um, that's the best way for it to survive. Oddly enough, it's, it's odd. So I want you to, to, to think about it. I want you to write it down. Like what, what comes to mind? Just write it down. It doesn't matter if it's right or correct. You just want to start to get it down. And once you've written that down, like you want to make sure that you, you can just like, you know, notice where it shows up. Maybe you're afraid of failure. Maybe you don't deserve success. All that kind of stuff. Maybe I don't know how to start. Like these are excellent. You're doing an excellent job. Just write it down. The first step from moving from that default into getting deliberate is actually seeing it. So seeing it is fantastic because now we can start to understand what just got programmed, what got hardwired. So here's what you're going to do in order to identify the cost. Okay. You're going to ask yourself three questions. They're very simple. What is this limiting belief? In my case, it's I'm not smart enough. Okay. That got laid in early for me as a Latino male growing up in Southern California, um, especially in the school systems like that. Just I even got it at home before I even got to school. Like that got laid in super early. Um, now, I've I've built my whole world around I'm not smart enough. Like I've found ways to to prove that I am. And sometimes more so that it comes off, you know, like, you know, you th- I'll even say things like, you think I'm stupid, right? Like, because um, I don't walk around thinking, oh, I'm not smart enough. Um, I'm trying to compensate for that. And I didn't realize that was happening for me um, until, you know, about my early 20s. But that, you know, that's mine. That's a limiting belief. I'm not smart enough. And it shows up, right? Now, two, the second question is, what does it cost me? Like, what does it cost me in my past? And three, what does it cost me in this present to think that I'm not smart enough? We really want to get clear. And here's the kicker. If I don't evolve this, especially as a leader, if I don't get deliberate, what is it going to cost me in the future, really, to continue to think that I'm not smart enough? And, and this will begin to change so much for your leadership, and it's going to either open up new ways of thinking, new ways of operating. It's going to have a profound impact then on the kind of culture that you're driving and how people see you and relate to you. And it's going to give you the opportunity to coach other people in your teams who you probably want to see them grow, begin to offer this for them because this is a gift for all of us. All of us have something that limits us. And the biggest gift that somebody else can give us is the opportunity to see where that's happening so we can remove it. And for me, it rarely sounds like I'm not smart enough, right? Instead, I I get nervous. Like, I know it's showing up in my life because I'll get nervous when I'm in a situation um, and I feel it in my stomach. So that's one of the ways that I know it's showing up for me. Um, And it sounds different. Like For me, it sounds like, I don't know how to do that or that's not me, Right. Um, I was, I remember when I first started consulting and I watched the consultant who was mentoring me and I was like, "Oh, they're so strategic. I'm not really a strategic thinker. That's not me. That's not how I operate. And I was going to run, you know, out of that job. And I realized like, wow, something's actually happening here and I can operate differently as a consultant. I don't have to do it the same way they're doing it. Um, or I know as a business owner, like, you know, wow, I'm not great at sales. That's not me. I'm not a salesperson. Right. But actually I am, um, it just, I approach it really differently. And so I have to honor that there's a different way to do it, but I want to run from it because I'll think like, that's not me. I'm not, I don't know how to do that. I'm not smart enough. I don't know how to run a business, right? Like there's, lo- and, and I do have to acknowledge there's lots of things that I don't know, but that doesn't mean that it has to stop me from growing something because I have a message to share. And so that's really what this is about is how do I know how to share my message? And from that things will grow. And so I'm going to build a business. i the way I know how to, and where I have not just limiting beliefs, but gaps in my skill, that's fine. I'll I'll leverage other people. But it's just owning that because the moment that I give in to the limiting belief um, and give that to somebody else, then my business won't grow because I'd rather it grow from the perspective that, you know what? I know how to grow my own passion and share my own message. And then my business is going to grow from that. And I need someone to help me with marketing, right? Because I don't have time and it's a skill set that I'd love to learn, but I'm not going to invest my time to do that, which is so different from, oh, that's not me. I'm not a marketer. I don't know how to do that. And I'm going to hire somebody else and always going to default to them because I feel like an idiot around them, right? Like that doesn't, I can't grow with confidence in that kind of confidence. And that lack of confidence is going to show up in other places. And that's no good, okay? So that's what I'm talking about. And, and it costs me an ability to act. It'll cost me my ability to learn. It costs me my ability to try. It costs me um, maybe me passing on offers or passing on projects. Um, it, it, it's impacted when I was leading. My team didn't grow. My career only grew where I felt safe. Um, there were moments where I had dissatisfaction with the job. Um and so there's lots of different ways that it costs me. And when I have dissatisfaction, I bring that home. So it it, it 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 has a massive cost. And so I need to be continuously taking a look at what am I where is this showing up and what is it that it's costing me? Like my my viability, my zest, my well-being, my ability to, you know, be connected instead of having to be right. Whatever that is, right? And here's the kicker, and I want to make sure that I say this. You you cannot you have to see this. That's the first thing. You have to see what it's costing you. And I want you to understand this, and it's this not a bad thing. You cannot get rid of these defaults. Just the science is showing that. I'll never lose I'm not smart enough, okay? That happened really early. It's there. Um, I don't need to go to therapy to, like, get rid of it. I just need to understand that it doesn't have to have the power that it used to, okay? Like, I'm not smart enough can show up from time to time. And you know what? What what's important is that I see it so I can put my arm around it and be like, oh, there it is. And then I have choice. Okay. So you're never going to get rid of the default, but what you can do is you can begin to see it. And now that you've seen it, I want you to realize for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, you have a job and your job is to make sure that when that default network kicks back up and you start to murmur that you're too old, that you're not smart enough, that you're not good enough, that you're too young that you know that, that that is the moment where you have got to do a mindset reset. Okay. That's where you're gonna give yourself something different to say. You're gonna begin you have a choice and you can choose something new, a new message, a new tape, a new scripture to begin playing. That's what I think is so important about this. And I know this might sound self-helpy, but the reality is like, you know, you can't not separate who you are as a human being and how we function biologically um from, you know, the reality of you being able to be a stronger leader, so that's why I'm sharing this today. And as you come up with like, you know, what the new message is, this isn't the voice of God talking to me. This is just some programming that's set in default. So like, it's just how we're wired. And you know, I don't have to live my life, and I don't have to have a future where I constantly say things that are negative. And this is the most miraculous thing that I've ever heard. But the point is that if you do not get deliberate, you will be stuck with the default mode of thinking and. The way that you reprogram your default mode of thinking so that the default becomes positive, that the default becomes courageous, and that the default becomes loving is first, you catch the negative default. And then second, you direct it to something deliberate. So instead of thinking, I'm not smart enough, right? What I want you to think is, I know how to learn. Um, I have something important to say. Um, Instead of, Um, I, you know, no one likes me right now. I'm not lovable. Um, you know, instead the right people like me. Okay. Um, and that's pretty powerful. If you're somebody who says I'm too old or I'm too X, whatever, here's what I want you to say. I have plenty of time. Or you could say, I have so much experience. I'm definitely going to succeed. Or if you say I'm too young, you know, then maybe you could say, I have plenty of time to learn. And you know, I, I'm going to learn what I need to learn at my pace or being young is an advantage. Whatever that is for you, you're going to come up with the right message for you. The point is, whatever it is, I want you to make sure that you're noticing that your default is happening. So first of all, I want you to notice that it's there because most of us don't notice it's there. Second, I want you to start to figure out what it is. Third, I want you to begin to get used to seeing it and understand what it's costing you. And last, I want you to begin thinking about what would you begin to say differently about yourself, because that's all that this is. Our, isn't it weird? Our minds have this—this—it just talks. Like you can hear yourself talking, and it's not just like you know, like oh, that's interesting. The reason that that's so important is because. The mind is already telling us things even without us paying attention to it. And it colors what we do and how we see situations. And so we need to begin to be conscious about what we are saying. And it's not enough to be conscious about what we are saying. We have to be conscious about what's happening in the background that sets the context for how we're already seeing a situation, right? That is the ultimate choice. And that is a talent. And I want you to just nurture that talent because here's the deal. And I'm going to end with this. Your team will grow to the extent that you do, got it? So when you grow, your team grows. And it doesn't matter if you ever teach anybody this. People will begin to see there's something different about you. They'll get drawn to you. And that is the difference that I want you to begin to understand has an impact for yourself, for your leadership, for your life, and for the kind of culture that gets driven from you and from who you are. So that's my thought for this week. That's the thought revolution that I'm offering all of us. Um, I'm offering you to push me. Um, And likewise, I love to push you because what I want is for us to kind of have the lives that... um, I said kind of there, but I I actually, I want us to have a life that makes a difference instead of just making things work. And sometimes that's about changing the processes that we work in. And in this instant, it's about changing our thinking processes. It's about what we say and beginning to create visibility around that and beginning to get conscious about what we're going to say differently. Okay. Hey, I'm going to catch up with you guys next week. I love talking about your leadership, about the kind of culture that you want to build and about the kind of world that we want to live in. And um, we're going to have more next week. All right. See you then.